Hey guys, this is Mark Owings, and I'm your host for the Unbridled Life Podcast, where we have real, raw, and unreligious conversation to encourage and challenge men and women in their daily lives. Well, welcome to the Unbridled Life Podcast, back with my disco ball sister. It's your music. She has been waiting so long. We've been crying, <laughs> laughing, and having so much fun. We are we are on a, a mood today. We're we're having fun. So we're going to be talking about discipline. We're in the series yep. of vision, passion, discipline, and risk. Yes, and you're it's it's incredible. Uh, as I walk this thing back up, this was given to me as I listened to a guy James Ryle preach this many many years ago. It's so affected me. It stuck with me and stuck with the men, that my, my buddy Terry and Phil and different people that heard that message. It just yeah, stuck with all of us. That's good. I know that the men were there. It's rare that someone preaches something and you remember every point. Yes. And you remember how it worked its way back up. So it stuck with me and has impacted me and shaped um, how I looked at these things. So we're talking about vision. Yes. And we've done a great job. Write the vision down. Had so much fun with that. 100%. We talked about the passion. You're going to need some energy. In your yes, you are. When you're at 30,000 feet, you don't want to run out. Yes. And there was a couple of different parts that we talked about in the passion, what we're going to remove and all the different things. You're going to go back and listen to that. But when we talk about discipline, Shana, what do you think of when you think about discipline? Well, you know, I immediately went to my defaults of beating myself up just a tiny bit. And I'm in a beautiful process Come on. of unraveling that and not letting that be my my go-to. And so I did, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to really study up and I'm going to, because there's so many areas I need more discipline in. And you know what I felt the Lord say? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Did he say it like that? No, he did. ma'am. He's very kind to me. And he said, you know what? We're going to talk about the areas that you are disciplined in. Come on. Because every one of us, Mark, the most disciplined people that you know, can still immediately say, oh, no, there's there's areas that, you know, it's very quick. We can all rattle off the ones we need growth in. But today, and we're going to touch on those, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, because you look at people like it, it's the physique side of this. Absolutely. You know, when you see the smoking beautiful girl that you, I'm not saying from my perspective, from y'all's perspective, you're just like, she's so skinny. Right. It's always together. She's so and, disciplined. She's so disciplined. Yeah. And yeah, but you don't know when she's alone, she's not disciplined. Exactly. Anxiety, depression, different things of her life is the outside can look good, but we can be falling apart in another place in discipline. Cause for me, it's like, Discipline used to sound like this to me, the F-bomb. Yes. And it's that bomb you're thinking about. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, don't say, you should not say that, not in church. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't, don't you use the, don't use that discipline word With on me, me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you curse me. Right. Because it was so negative. Well, I, and rightfully so. You had trauma as a kid 100. where discipline was, was used too far. And so it is one of those tricky words that we all have. Give us both sides of that. Because I think we didn't, so we just said, you said in the vein of discipline, like being consistent. Yes. And I used it in the vein of being overcorrected. That's good. It's not in love. 
it's abuse. Right. It's Behavior. A, yeah. Behavior modification. Yeah, it's Act just right. packing you, doing yeah. this all the time. You're just like, dude. So there's two sides to this. As we go through vision, passion, discipline, listen, you can have the greatest vision in the world, Shauna. Correct. I could have a podcast idea and... Yes. And as you said in this podcast, I loved it. She just had so much fun. She blew my mind when she said, when you just have a dream and you don't take it anywhere, that's called a fantasy. Yep. And I went, ugh. Yep. You don't want to live in a fantasy or a daydream. You want to move out of there and have an action plan. For sure. You're going to need the energy to get there. But in this discipline, you got to put the practical and tactical. One of the quotes I heard that I, I love this. I don't know who said it, and I don't care. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. There it is. So maybe it's the, for us, it's the, it's one of the bridges. So you got vision that you go across the bridge to passion passion across the bridge to discipline, discipline across the bridge to risk, and then this glory, beautiful this manifestation happens of God's purpose and plan. Absolutely. And that is, I mean, that right there is the tagline for this podcast. It is the bridge that, mm. that Jesus wants to take us on. And so we're going to focus on some areas because we all have areas that we need growth in, sure. correct? Um, but we're also going to celebrate and really talk about the disciplines that matter. At least that's what the Lord has put on my heart. Listen, my disciplines that I know I'm weekend, they glare me in the face. And I think it's expectations. It's we, mm. We're going to have a whole other, you got to do a whole other podcast on expectations. You know, today, was a win for me because was I here when I wanted to be here? No, but I came in with peace. And so I'm going to continue to work on time management. I'm going to continue to let the Lord and even you guys train me to be true to my word on time. But also it's really important that I show up whole. That's right. Without and not vibrating. exactly. Okay, so here we go. Let's talk about discipline, uh, training to act in accordance with rules, an activity, exercise, or regimen. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, we got to take you this guys. real quick. We were reading this and we kept re reading it. Regime. Oh. She had me in the middle. I, I, this is. A, I said an activity, exercise, or regime. That was me. We both look at it. And we both came to it and looked at each other and started laughing and said, "Regimen." <laughs> you guys. Bless our hearts. Okay, an activity that develops or improves a skill to train by instruction and exercise, uh, to bring to a state of order. Let, mm -hmm. This is the one I want to, to bring to a state of order and obedience by training and control. I want to tell you the quote that has stuck with me throughout the years. Peyton Manning, uh, the old philosophical one that he is, said stress is for the unprepared. Wow. Say that again. Well, you could say stress is for the undisciplined. Mm. And so I'm a simple girl. I really am. And I, I like the, sim the simplicity of that is when I feel stress, and I did, I felt a little stress anytime I'm trying to get somewhere on time. And I think there's things I could have done in preparation that would have made this smoother or would have helped me get, you know, there faster or whatever. So really and truly there's areas of our life where we, if we can identify where am I feeling a little stressy? Where am I feeling a little, for me, I start vibrating a little, I can go, okay, is this an area that needs attention that needs some training? It's out of order um, that the Lord wants to bring 
loving correction because the Lord does not sound like an abusive husband. Oh, or an abusive dad. And some of us have had those. Uh, Absolutely. And he doesn't sound like that, but he loves us. Hebrews. I'm going to jump right in. Yeah. Let me, let me just say this to you because she just said so much in the statement. You know, she's quoting that quote, stress is for the undisciplined or stress is for the unprepared. Yeah. So we want to prepare. It's not a negative thing to be prepared. And we don't want you to beat yourself up. What we don't want you to do is listen to this podcast and go, oh God, I suck at discipline. So let me move right. on. One no, more thing. Little micro adjustments. Yeah. Small drops make big lakes. Small steps take us on massive, beautiful journeys in our life. We just want you to identify and make some micro adjustments in it and don't default to weight, clothes, beauty, girls. Guys don't go through, oh, my, I got bam boobs showing. I need to get my six pack. And right. I, I don't know what you guys do or my mouth. Man, I just the words I use. Here's what I encourage you. Why don't you invite the Lord in in this process yes. and say, Lord, as I'm listening to this podcast on discipline, what area do you want to work together what area do you want to partner together so I can grow in discipline, both the discipline of being um, prepared, yep, more prepared, and the area of allowing you to correct me yes. and me not seeing that as hate, but as love. That's so, so beautiful. And I'm so glad you said that. I hear you saying that too. And it breaks it down for me. Hey, it's just the small because it's just consistency. My husband is probably the most consistent person 100%. I've ever Poster known. Child he is. And he's super, but he's just consistent. And he said, Shauna, that's all it is. It's just showing up every day. But I'm one of those. If I can't do, you know, the big then I don't do anything at all. And that's not, that's yeah, not right one either. One of the dumbest things that we've said in many areas is go big or go home. Bam. L- let me tell you, how about go small and stay disciplined? Yeah. And that is big. That is that's very a home big. Run. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay, I love the big personalities in friendships, but the people who stay with me, and there's history there. Yeah. And they're way more valuable than the, hey, woo. And, you know, I'm not talking about Shauna. She's been <laughs> around me for 15 years. I'm talking about we need to start looking at the stickiness of things. And sometimes I think our personalities yeah. can live in the big or go home. A hundred percent. When it's just like, hey, do the small things. Let's go. That go low. Big waves. Right. Small, Absolutely. Hey, small movements make big waves. I like it. Small drops make big lakes. So you were going to read a scripture to us. Yes. Okay. So Hebrews, Hebrews 12, uh, Hebrews 12, actually six, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. So if you're not, what what does that imply? If God's not talking and correcting you and walk away, and I think we got to adjust, you know, we've got these headsets. Yep. Shauna likes her volume really loud. I do. I like mine just a little lower, Shauna, but I'm pretty loud. But we have guests on, they're like, I don't want to hear myself <laughs> that much. No, I, we want to pick up every little thing, That's right. hum and beep in this. So I want you to adjust your headsets on your head. Are you picking up the voice of condemnation? 
Are you picking up the voice of correction? They're different, folks. The voice of shame and condemnation beats you down. But the voice of correction builds you up. And it's got two different tones and textures. And one of the greatest things you can do in discipline is dividing those two so that you can hear the nature and character of God. Right? Oh, my gosh. You... I hope people really, you need to stop right now. Well, you need to stop right now. You need to rewind and you need to listen to that over and over and over until it gets into your inner man, because that right there, that's one of my biggest struggles is that correction versus (laughs) condemnation. And I want to be so sensitive and I think I am. So talk, let's talk a little bit. Let's show, yep. let's be transparent and vulnerable. Yep. How does it work for you? Because I, I know mine. I knew he was going to ask me that by spirit because I already felt the Lord saying, girl, you're going to share it again. <laughs> you're going to share that tequila story one more time. In, in the last podcast, I shared about, you know, I, I never thought I would struggle with alcohol. Now, everybody's definition of struggle is different. And I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm covering my safety. Because I never. You weren't um, a falling down drunk. No. I've never seen you drunk. Nothing. No, but for me, for me, you guys, the, the, the Lord, I was very much listening to his voice mm. of saying, baby girl, that's not Okay. That's too much. Never condemnation. I love it. Never condemnation. See, she's in her headsets and she can discern. Yes. And I'll tell you something else. There was a season where it was literally, he didn't say anything at all about me having a, a, a cocktail. Not a, not a word. Then, oh, I feel him right now. Lord, mm-hmm. you're so good. You guys, this podcast is different. We're not doing it just to be another voice. And there's a lot of noise out there. We live in extraordinary days. And we're going to talk about the disciplines that matter. Mm. Because it doesn't matter what the outside of the cup looks like. It's the inside of the cup. So for a season, the Lord said nothing. And it blew my mind. Because I was operating still under a religious spirit. That was like, and I got very religious with my food. I wanted to be very healthy. I was, you know, I was journeying. I was getting healthy in my, my thyroid. And, and so I thought I could control what I was eating and that would bring me And I didn't realize it until a girl said, oh, that's, that's religion. Mm. It's just in the form of your kitchen. Wow. Oh, Mark, it blew so my that thing mind. can show up anywhere. Anywhere. And so here's the state. You've got to stay so tuned in. So in the season, he said nothing. And then I knew we were getting close to a transition because I began to feel him and hear him kind of putting his his finger on that area of my life and saying, do you really need this? Because in the word, it talks about let the sick drink wine. Mm -hmm. It's medicinal. It was medicinal. Okay, so you can take that too far. But what he was saying to me is, are you still sick? Do you want to operate like you're still sick or do you want to be well? So where I was and where, you know, where I was having to lean into is his gentle voice of you don't even need one right now. You don't even need one cocktail right now. Because again, that girl on my dream board, she ain't struggling with tequila. She is so 
full of the spirit. Does that make sense? I hope 100%. I'm painting the right picture. I love yeah. your transparency. I love your vulnerability. I love how it ties into discipline because sometimes we can get the results and it looks like discipline. What I heard was religion started masquerading as discipline of the Lord. It doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't change the inside of us the same. And as a matter of fact, it changes our mind, will, and emotions to a part of we're trying to check a box. We start paddling. We start striving. We start doing that. We're getting results. You may be getting skinnier. You may be eating right, but it's out of the wrong motive. Exactly. And what's the fruit? Then you start looking around going, well, I'm not struggling with that anymore. You become haughty. You become, so look at the areas that maybe you are disciplined. And if you are being judgmental, that's not the right fruit either. Oh, you know, don't preach it too long at me. I'm like, okay, you stay on you, you, you stay on your side of the it table. Is, this is a this is a, a hot topic for the two of us because we wanted to come in here and we I think we both wanted to just talk about the areas that we're not very disciplined in, right? You know, and you have a list, I have a list. That's not where the Lord wants to camp. So I'm going to ask you. Okay, I'm going to put you on the on the hot seat. Let's celebrate you, Mark Owings, the founder of Elevate Him Ministry. What are the areas that you are disciplined in? I would say that probably the area that I celebrate the most, Yeah. if I know the Lord speaks to me and I know he wants me to give it to somebody, I don't give a fat rat's monkey's butt if you're a president or a popper. I'm bringing it. I'm going to bring what I, I'm going to tell you the truth. A lot of people won't like me. If you ask me, and sometimes you ain't even got to ask me, I'll just tell you. And you can either take it and grow or you can take it and be offended. There are plenty of people out there in the in the section that are offended. But I can tell you this. I think that's one of my giftings is radical obedience. That's so in good. In that vein. I think what Leslie said is you're very cautious financially. You make good decisions. Mark, you, and I'm a red person now. You don't know what that means. I move fast. I don't move fast in the area of finances, not personally, not ministry. I'm way slower in ministry than I am personal. You know, when I got a dream and a goal, Leslie and I wanted a little cabin. Once I saw it and believed it and it made sense for our retirement, bam, I pulled the trigger. Yeah. Slower on the ministry. She said, Mark, you will get two or three quotes and make the most disciplined decision for our home. You won't just do it because it's easy. Like I look at things, if I'm going to buy something, I think one of the things I'm good at is I take a long time to look at it Mm. and I buy things that I think that I could buy, enjoy, fix up and bring value. I don't like devaluing things. I like appreciating things. Yes. And I think I'm good at that. So I'm going to ping it right across the table at you. What are you good at? Okay. What well, are you disciplined in? I do love that you're radically obedient and giving an words from the Lord. And we are going to do more podcasts on that because some people may not even connect what you're talking about, but we're going to talk about that more. Okay. Well, I made me, I made a list. Come on, give it to me. Okay. Well, let's celebrate because we're, we're modeling for you what we want you to do. Yeah. Because when we talk about this F-bomb that has a D, yeah, we, we hear it in our mama's voice. We hear it in our daddy's voice. We hear it in someone's voice of, you need to do this. It's always picking at you. We don't want you to hear that. We want you to celebrate some of the things that you are and allow him to point you to that one yes. thing that you can grow in without condemnation. Absolutely. So this is so, exercise. Well, because last night when, when I was thinking about this podcast and the Lord said, no, we're going to celebrate what, you know, the areas that you are, because to be honest, there's a lot of areas in the natural 
But in the areas of the supernatural, I'm very disciplined. You are. I am. You're a rock star. And so um, a few things. You got in the I am the Buffy. I did. I wanted my grandkids to call me Big Mama because I'm like, I may be small in stature, but I am big in the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, The very first one. And, and I kind of ebb and flow in this uh, because I'm kind of late to the party, but praying in tongues. The word says it builds us up. Come on. And, and when I go out of season and I forget for a few days, and then the Holy Spirit's so sweet to remind me, I'm like, oh, I got to pray in tongues a little, you know, go in and because it stirs you up. Mm. And I. So you didn't say this, the word said it. The word says it in it Jude, does. I believe. It's yeah. I, I, we can we can look that up for you. But it you guys, I want you to wrestle with that. That is not Shauna. That is not Mark. That is the word of God. And I don't know how the enemy made that thing such a dividing deal, but it's beautiful. I can answer that question. Tell anywhere people are involved, it gets messy. That's true. It gets weird and wacky, we but do Holy make it weird. Spirit is not weird and wacky and speaking in tongues isn't. And I love it. It's like hard right turn. We just threw people out of the car. <laughs> it's like, well, they dude, weren't expecting. I've been listening to you. I'm about, to, I'm a method. We start going to, I'm a, I'm a, no, you're not. You're a child of God. That's right. Don't be defined by that. That's and don't, right. Don't back off and say, well, I don't even want to speak in tongues. Shut up. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Just, if it's a gift, if yeah. it's, a, that's the thing I'm disciplined. I'm hungry, y'all. Sure. If it says it in the word, I want it. And he says in Corinthians that we should desire all the gifts, especially that we should prophesy. And so the speaking in tongues edifies me. Okay. Yep. That's like me going to the spiritual gym, but I love to prophesy because that builds up the body. And so I have gone through seasons. We can seasons, all understand that. We can all understand that. But here's the one thing. Let's go back in between the sandwich. The word says, hey, it edifies you. Yeah. But Paul says this, but pray that you would get interpretations of what you're praying. Come on. So that you can bring others in. The minute you bring others in, I don't have that gift. Yeah. But I would love that gift. Here's what I want to bring some correction and discipline to you. This is If good. you're listening to this and you go, hey, I, I do pray in tongues, but I don't want to prophesy. Or I prophesy and encourage people, but I don't I want to pray in tongues. How about you take I out of it and ask daddy what gift he wants to give so you? So good. This is like us. You buying me a pair of boots. You and Kyle come over here and just say, Mark, you know me. And we just want to give you this pair of boots. And I said, well, I was praying for a new belt. Mm. Man, y'all got the wrong gift. Hey, no, you celebrate the yeah. gift that someone wanted to give. God gave those gifts and he says, eagerly anticipate, dare me, test me, see if I won't bring them boots to your house. That is so good. Put them on and wear them. But we start going, we start picking and choosing what we do or don't want. That's right. And that's fear. Anyone who says they don't want to speak in tongues. When they say that, I go, you're, you're bound up in fear. You think it's, you think it's fear of man. Oh, I I think it's fear of man, fear of this, fear of being out of control. I, I'm just, I, and I, I got friends that are listening to me. I love all of them. Yeah. But but I'm not going to condemn someone either. I want to say this. If you don't have that gift, that doesn't make you any less spiritual. No way. Last time I checked, when we got saved, we got the Holy Spirit. It's just a different room or different depth 
in the baptismal tank, if you will. I'm glad you said that because the last thing when I do go to the gym and, yeah. and I'm, you know, the last thing I need is someone that is really disciplined condemning me because I'm maybe weaker or whatever. So there is zero condemnation. I'm just telling you for me, Love it. I want to be disciplined in the areas that really, really, really matter. So give you us know? your second one. Um, worship. Come on. I, I encountered the Lord just through worship. And so I just turn on music and just sing to him and let him sing over By me. Yourself? A lot. Oh, yeah. It says go in your closet and dance and sing and pray. And I go into my closet, turn out the lights, put on my headphones, because I kind of want to be less aware of even myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And uh, I've had the most beautiful encounters. I feel the Lord right now. I'm going to tell you something. One time I was in my prayer. Actually, it was in my, in every house we've lived in, I've kind of found my place, right? So we had this beautiful old home in Mineral Wells, Texas. Cool. And it was a, it, and my closet was too small. So I would go in my bathroom and I was in my bathroom and you guys, I kid you not, I'm encountering the Lord. I'm worshiping. I got a picture and I can back this up through scripture in Hebrews. I got a picture and I got this feeling of the saints of old pulling up their chairs to watch me worship. And in Hebrews, it said, we are surrounded by a, a great, great cloud, cloud of, witnesses. of witnesses. And I don't know how all that works, but I'm telling you, I think every once in a while they get sneak peeks. And they like to look down and cheer us on. And in that moment, I felt Elijah. I felt mm. Moses. Mm. I felt them looking at me going, come on, girl. And they're Run your race. You 100%. And we talked about that in the last podcast of running our race and getting rid of the things that entangle us. And I'm just telling you the easiest way is when you get in the presence of God, the things of the world do not matter. There's no comparison to being with him. So... I'm addicted to him in that sense. And I am very disciplined in doing that. In the beginning, it was to get away from my kids. I'm not going to lie. Callie, Audrey, and Chance, man, I love y'all. But I needed some but I needed a, I needed a minute with the Lord. And so, Give us and you one know what? These. They would thank me for that. They're okay. Really. Um, uh, hey, I would say the word. I would say the word. I want to say something. The discipline for moms to get away from their kids yeah. is to recharge and refuel that passion so that you can be disciplined That's and right. not lay your hands inappropriate or say things that are weren't wounding kids. When we take time to refuel, yeah. that is the bridge that's taken us into discipline in the right way. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I love it. It's redeeming. And I would say the word. I'm just... Uh, I've, I've got scripture, a box of scripture that I'm always it. memorizing because I want that to come out of me. So, yeah. I love, she's got a box of scriptures. <laughs> you would not have had a box of scriptures two years ago. Well, not I, like this. Not like this. No, I you're mean, exactly right. Like I've noticed th those things have become like keys. Yes. Like, and I think maybe this is even a prophetic word for you. I'll receive Ooh, it. Just built in me. Come on. That quick. So look at this. You carry your keys in and you keep up with your keys because it takes you and starts the vehicle that will take you to the next destination. You're carrying a new keychain with a bunch of keys on it, and it's going to open and unlock doors into places that you dreamed about and spoke about that have been spoken to you and be confirmed over you. Shauna, you, your key ring is getting bigger. Yeah. And you know what? Anyone can do that. See, discipline doesn't have to be the big F-bomb. 
That's right. And, and I, I'm just kind of encouraging myself in the Lord. We talked about David did that. That's Encourage right. myself in the Lord. I think the coolest thing about discipline, because I you know, two friends, Chad and Kyle, very disciplined. And sometimes I can just put my head down like I could never. No, I don't want to get up at three o'clock. Comparison. I don't want to work like those two guys work. I'm grateful that they work. That's right. But they spur me on. Yep. Hey, if I'm going to do one thing that they can spur me on is, hey, be prepared. That's right. Take time to go do that. But I want everyone listening to this to really invite the Lord. Don't just go through this podcast like you're you know, eating a piece of chocolate and then you're done with it. I want you to, maybe you need to pause right now and go, Lord, what is the area? And don't beat him to the punch. He doesn't need you to fill in the blanks. You ever seen somebody that says, Shauna, what what negative do you see about me? And the minute you start to talk, it's like, I know, I'm fat. I'm bald. I'm fat. And they just, you're like, uh, that. No, what I was going to say. say. So uh, let me say this in the sweetest way I can. Shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. And allow the Lord to pleasantly surprise you of how he would say, I'm going to share a story. I dipped snuff for a long, long time. And uh, even when I was a preacher, (laughs) they would tell me, hey, you need to move that can out of your pocket. I said, hey, you're not going to get me to perform for you. I'm not moving the can of snuff out of my pocket. That's where I am. And I've told the Lord when you want it, just let me know. That's Hey, headphones. Headphones. Well, there was a moment in time, doesn't matter when it was or where I was, there was a moment in time when the Lord started speaking to me, and here's all I heard. And guys, if you dip snuff and you're listening to this, don't spit it out of your mouth and take this as the word of the Lord. If you smoke cigarettes or, or, or cigars, I'm, you know, I'm all for a cigar or a pipe, whatever you want to do. Don't let this bring condemnation. This was my story. Don't, don't bring you into it yet. So it was years of people pointing out and shaming me. How can you be a preacher and do that? Wow. It's like, I don't know. How can you be a Christian God and drink 12 Dr. Peppers and be, you know. Gluttony. Right. Um, so. The Lord told me one of my biggest sins was gluttony. Yeah. And you have a buck it, over to It just looks different. It That's is. why we cannot judge. So continue. So I'm, I'm in this moment and I hear this. Um, and I tried to discipline my way out of dipping snuff. Oh, come on. I tried to, you know, pull up by the boots. White knuckle just, it. Yeah. And I've had friends that they've tried too. It, it's a real deal. It's, it's more addictive than I think heroin. Um, I had a bigger struggle with snuff than I did drugs. Wow. And why didn't God just deliver me all at once? Yeah. He didn't. He left it. He not one time shamed me, but I was in a prayer meeting and... He just said, spit that foul tobacco out of your mouth. I heard him. Y'all, I was like, (laughs) done. And I thought he was about to say something spiritual to me, a prophetic word to give it. I was religious. Mm. I was so religious. And then I was sitting there and this little girl, I won't name her. She just looked at me and she said, Mr. Mark, do you know I love you? I said, hey, sis, don't do that with me. If you got a word for me, just hit me in the mouth with it. And she said, I think um, you do know I love you. I was like, I do. (laughs) And she said, I think the Lord wants you to give him your snuff. And I just said, I think you're right. And then I heard him say, ask Leslie. 
And I said, Leslie, what, what are you hearing? Wow. So this girl was really close to me in this yep. prayer meeting and Leslie was right there, you know, doing her helicopter thing, <laughs> just praying and walking, praying and walking. And she said, Mark, I just heard that we have partnered with a foul spirit. He said, spit that foul tobacco out of your mouth. And he was so sweet. My wife was so sweet because the two have become one. She said, we have partnered with a foul spirit. I spit it out. I haven't dipped since. And, and here's what y'all want to know. How long has it been? Does it matter if it's 10, 15 years or two months? That's right. I'm not going back. Not because it was me. I was adjusting my headsets and not trying to live off the muscle. I think some people need to get off the muscle of self-discipline. If you can discipline yourself all the way through this, then you have no need for God. Wow. Some of the people who don't want to put on self-discipline, Need to grow up. Yeah. And I'm one of those people. You're one of those yep. people. But we want, the Lord never shamed me. He never told me that, because I would hear this, you're unqualified. Mm. You're unqualified. Mark, you are not, you don't Performance. Even, yeah. I, you mm. don't even make, you, you cuss sometimes, you dip. No, let me just say that a better way. You cuss a lot. <laughs> when you get in certain modes, you go off in certain modes. You, I would always pick on the thing that disqualified me. Wow. And God never disqualified me. Mm. He never disappointed me. He always appointed me. We're the one, or the enemy is the one that puts that DIS Absolutely. on us. Absolutely. So what do you got on that? I can't get off of the radical obedience. The radical obedience? That because I am seeing... You were radical. I you, was? Shauna, what? you're radically obedient. Thank you for saying that. You walk into my office and tell me, the Lord said I can either go to this ministry school or go to you. And he said, hey, Mark, have you considered Mark? You're right. I'm going to celebrate that. That's radical, radical obedience. obedience. Yeah. I have seen you radically give words. I've seen your personality. I literally have looked at Leslie and I said, nobody in the room could get away with murder like she <laughs> I literally have seen you grab a pistol of prophecy and just, just cap someone. I have made grown men cry. The <laughs> Lord, I'm not going to say it. But you know what? I think that's what I want everybody to hear is that. It's still scary every time. Sure. It is still like walking out on water every time. But you want to know what? That Mark and I, I think we both would say that we um, are the most zealous and, and the radical obedience is our reputation dying. Uh. Because you cannot... <laughs> Worry about your reputation if you want to go out where the Lord is going to take us because. And I've been undisciplined and I would still, even if you say that it stings a little bit for me. Really? 100%. Because if I'm honest, I, I it matters to me that I'm liked. Of course. Yeah. But, we all want to be liked. Yeah. I know this. I can't go where he's taken me. Exactly. With that being my top five priorities. Come on. So he's been moving it down the ladder. It's been painful. Yep. Some at my own mistakes and some at others just meanness. Yeah. But here's what I've come to. It doesn't matter whether they preach from a good motive or for a false motive. Jesus is being preached. Come on. It doesn't matter if someone betrayed you. And listen, y'all, this is hard for me. Because abandonment and rejection stand at my door waiting to whisper me. Mm -hmm. I've had friends come and go. And they're really, they weren't friends. 
there, there are occasions that come in, acquaintances for a season, but they were so used where they became friends. If I could see them now, I'd put my arms around them and tell them, thank you for wounding me. It gave me opportunity to see what was inside of me. And it was not pretty. Yeah. And God was so gracious through that. But I love that you brought that up mm-hmm. um, because how do you struggle with that? Uh, my reputation, just of course, like fear of man and wanting to be liked. What are they thinking? Um, I had so much performance in me. Mm. I didn't realize I am truly a cheerleader. I mean, I I was a cheerleader in high school. Like I, what is more dangerous, um, I'm thinking of this is the, the applause of man. I don't want to ever want the Actual mm-hmm. applause of man. Isn't it funny? First time we've been using this. This is hysterical. Thing. And yet. You don't need it or want it. I don't need it or I, I don't want it. It's to me, I'm in such a different place. And But he mm. will call you out and he has called me out to do things that I have thought. I'm going to look like the biggest idiot, but I will do it. Because at the end of the day, what Jesus pleasing him I want that to be my greatest discipline. And I've done things and I've said things. I even did something not too long ago and it was a mistake on my part. It was a mistake on my part. My heart posture was right. My intention was right. And actually I was in line with truth. But in a moment I thought, oh my gosh, this is the biggest misstep I've ever made. And I thought my reputation Mm. is on the line and I have to partner with truth. Period. Mm. And it was a good test for me because it did reveal, it was like a mirror going, showing me what was in my heart. And at the end of the day, I choose Jesus every time. So I'm telling you, just my prophetic goes off the wall. And what I mean by that, uh, and a lot of people see this, I'm not by myself. Um, I start seeing pictures Yeah. when you were talking and the picture I saw when Shauna was talking was the picture of Stephen. And Stephen had obviously gone through something in his life and walking with Jesus that, or walking with God, that he died to what men thought. Because when Stephen told the truth and spoke up, and the Bible says his face shone like an angel. Literally. They stoned him and killed him. They stoned him and killed him. But it, what I get is this picture of Jesus standing up. Audience one clapping. It's not this sound. Right. No, it's not, it's not the applause of man. He disciplined himself in the discipline of the Lord, the love of the Lord, and he allowed the love of the Lord to also discipline him. Yes. So many people are reading the word of God. They're not allowing the word of God to read them. Yeah. And when the word of God starts reading you, it makes micro adjustments in you and sometimes major adjustments, but he does it in kindness. Stephen was shaped. Yes. And all the men and women of the Bible, think about them. They all had this radical obedience yep. because they'd been disciplined by the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. They they really al- allowed him to, to change and shape them. And so we we want you to get a vision. Yeah. We want you to identify the passion, the feeling, the things that you got to let go before you swim across and go after it. We talked about that in the last podcast. 
But we want you to get down to this discipline side. The discipline is there are going to be some things that we need to get prepared in so that when we show up that we can tell stress, we no thank you. Yeah, that's great. The other side of this discipline is allowing the Lord to love on you. Correction is love. I had a friend a long time ago. He didn't have a father, and it took him a long time to identify this. And anytime someone would point out something to me, he was a pastor, probably the greatest pastor that I've ever met. Wow. And you'll never know his name because he didn't care about crowds. He did care about sheep, and he smelled like a sheep. Wow. And he loved on people incredibly. But when you would go and bring a small point to him and just say, hey, I think this, 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 and this, like he didn't want to preach because he was afraid. He was a pastor. He wasn't an order. Yes. And listen, we got a lot of people that look like pastors, but they're just orders. They don't smell like sheep. A lot of the big preachers going on, I'm not beating them up. Let's just call it what it is. Mm. They're not pastors. They're pastors of the word, maybe, but they don't smell like sheep. I think the pastors that pastor people that smell like sheep are very hard to find. Yeah. But we need both. We need the pastors of the word. Yes. But we also need pastors of our soul. And this was this guy. But he didn't want to get up. And so we'd bring little corrections, stuff this. He literally saw it as hate. Wow. Years later, he said, listen, I never had a dad. I was raised by a mom. I was abandoned. So the voice of a father, a voice of a male, bringing positive criticism to help me. Yeah seemed like someone was shouting hate and deficiency. Well, God healed him, but it took him a minute. So how do you take discipline from God? How does he correct you? How do you receive it from your spouse? How do you receive it from your friends? Ouch. Do your friends even feel like they can come and talk to you? That's good. So if people want this big neon sign of discipline to come in their life, y'all, you're not going to be in bed and God just drop it on you, right? I mean, that's not typically how it works. Right. Now, yeah. now, he could, he, he could, could, right? But not in every stage that's and right. season of life. No, exactly. So we've got to go to, i tell you what I'm good at, that I, I'm always confused with people. I think I'm good at asking people, what do you see in me that could be better? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of friends that don't do that. Yes. And I think the reason is they don't want to know. Right. They don't want to be accountable. They don't, but there's trauma or pain there. Yeah. Hey, listen. Be allow, find safe, close people that can once or twice a year, we should be going to each other, especially our spouses. I wear my wife out in this. Um, yeah. Kyle and I have gotten really good about having conversations because he holds my heart well. Another, that's Megan Lacefield. Yep. Uh, hashtag, has Ma- hashtag Megan Lacefield. But holding your, find people that hold your heart well that you can mm. trust um, because it is very vulnerable and you shouldn't just ask anybody. Nope. If somebody, they need to earn the right to speak into you at that level. I heard this, that it is okay. Um, I can't remember. It was a, it's a counselor I was listening to on podcast. People do need to earn a safe place. Yep. And so, but trust will have to be given regardless. People can't earn enough trust in you, Mm -hmm. but they can create a safe place where trust grows. Yes. And so discipline, all all I'm saying to that is I think we've got to get good at that. And if we can't take it from the one closest to us, then that becomes really hard. And many times God's going to discipline you. I would say this, 99% of the discipline that you're going to get is going to come at the hands and the mouth and actions of 
friends and family. Yeah. And even strangers. And this one I didn't like. Even your enemy. Yeah. The enemy will tell you the dog truth and not hold your heart right. Exactly. And say it unhealthy. Yes. But as my spiritual father said to me one time, he said, hey, listen to your enemies. They'll tell you the truth where your friends are afraid of losing you. And it's never been about you. It's been about them. And they haven't grown in that area. But your enemy will tell you the truth. Interesting. So he had disciplined his life to receive even from his enemy. Yes. I was like, wow. So super cool. Very good. I'm going to give you some final words on Hey, that. I'm proud of us. Good for us Come talking on, about man. discipline. Okay, one thing I want to say that was rolling around just a little bit. Go, whatever your vision is with the Lord, back it down. Okay, we can back it all the way down to some practical goals. Be disciplined in the area that matters for you. And what the Lord is saying, we don't have time to be disciplined in every single area. And then another thing that has really helped me is, you know, in Hebrews, it talks about where you lack wisdom, just ask God and he will, and he will give it to you in areas that I found myself not as disciplined. I would find people who were, and I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. So I would say, you know, find people, we need each other. And so find people that are disciplined in the areas that you want to grow in and build relationship with them. That's what I would say. And then finally, you know, I think Jesus was the most beautiful and the most disciplined in love. And so he will always hold your heart well, and he can always be trusted. So Uh, that's what I would say. Those are my final words. Grow in love. It's the only thing that matters. Thank you. First Corinthians 13. Okay. So I'm going to close this. I'm going to close this out. Uh, this has been so much fun and go check out, uh, the unbridled life podcast, subscribe, push the little red button below. And, uh, thanks for joining us. We don't ever take it lightly, um, or for granted that you chose to spend time with us today. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbridled Live podcast. We know your time is valuable and we hope we bring real and relevant content that helps you live that unbridled life. If you want to help us spread the message, you can rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us and share it with a friend or two. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing, head on over to theunbridledlifepodcast.com and learn more.